0: You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check out our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to check out some more information about us and see what's going on this month on our events calendar. Lastly, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. I'm going to give the Lord one more hand clap, amen. Go ahead and grab a seat tonight, amen. I'm going to, I want to minister tonight. I know today is adoration night, and we do several different things during adoration. We, we pray for the needs of our nation, the needs of our city. Uh, there's times that we just simply worship God, but tonight I want to, I want to, uh, minister tonight, amen, and hopefully you joined us as a church, amen, in fasting today, amen, and praying throughout the day, amen. And so I want to minister tonight that there is power in prayer. Come on, somebody say there's power. There's power in prayer. you got to understand this is a powerful tool that God has given us as a people, that there is power in prayer. Because there are going to be times when you feel that no one's around and that you that we have to encourage ourselves in the Lord. You ever felt like that? That nobody was around, amen. And and, and you got to understand during those times and moments that you got to find yourself, you got to encourage yourself in God, amen. There are going to be times that you're going to feel like you're walking in the valley or you're feeling that you're all alone and, and you need to find some strength in God, just like David did. Those valleys, listen church, are either going to make you or break you. But you have to know that God is always with you. You understand? Come on. It's in these moments, amen. When you're going through the trial, or the storm, amen. It's either going to make you, or it's going to break you, amen. Those are the times that you have to be still, and know that God is God. Hallelujah. Come on. You're going to have to trust Him in in those times, amen. Listen. Prayer develops faith. Faith is character. That you know, we're not risk takers. We are faith walkers. Did you get that? We're not simply risk takers, amen. We are faith walkers, amen. So prayer is a dedication. It's an act of communication. It's an act of cooperation, amen. It's in the stillness of prayer that we receive revelation. Come on, that we're able to resist the warfare. Prayer and faithful hand in hand, church, amen. So you got to understand that during those times when you start to seek God, in those moments, when you start to seek God in that situation or that storm, I knew that was going to happen, amen. But you know, when you're, seeking those, when you're seeking God in those moments, amen, you got to understand that it's in prayer, in the stillness of God, that God gives you revelation. God gives you a direction. God starts to speak into your life, amen, to give you some type of clarity of what's going on in your life. Come on, but you're going to have to seek Him in prayer, I'm here to let you know that prayers still move mountains. Come on, somebody. Come on, prayers move mountains. And so we need to be a people that will be driven and believe that our mountain-moving prayers. How many need some mountain-moving prayers right now? Come on, we we need to pray and seek God for those things, amen, that God can move this mountain. God can move in this situation. You're going to have to speak to your mountain, and you're going to have to believe, amen, that you have faith that that mountain will move. But have you ever prayed to a mountain and it's still there? Come on, right? Sometimes, amen, you're seeking, you're praying, amen, and man, it it seems like nothing's happening, nothing's moving, amen. But I'm here to let you know that some mountains, you're going to have to shovel dirt one one shovel at a time. Let me tell you, you keep doing that, that mountain will move. Come on, somebody. And so sometimes, in other words, you're going to have to work at it. You know, sometimes we love to pray the prayer that just happens, and the next day it's done, amen, it's fixed. But there are going to be some prayers that you're going to have to pray hard. You're going to have to seek God, amen, and and it's going to be one shovel at a time, amen. But I'm here to remind you, PCLV, that everything, say everything, everything that you and I do is hinged to prayer. You cannot do nothing else without prayer, church. I know there's power, in the name of Jesus. I know there's power in the blood, but there's also power in prayer. And we must be, say I must be, we must be people of prayer. People that will continue to see God on our knees, amen, and not looking for a microwave prayer. Come on, a lot of people, there's a lot of Christians that want the microwave prayer. They want to put it in for 30 seconds and they want to be done just like that. But there are some prayers that you're gonna to have to work. There are some prayers that, that you're gonna to have to seek God. You're gonna to have to press through. Like I said, you're gonna to have to shovel that mountain, uh, one shovel at a time, removing that dirt. And you know what? You gotta remain faithful. But I'm here to let you know that there's power in prayer. Ephesians chapter 6:18 says, "Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers." The New Century Version goes like this. To do this, you must always be ready and never give up. Never give up. Speaking about prayer. You know, never give up. Once you start praying, church, just keep on doing it. You keep on going. I know that sometimes there are things that are hard and we're facing things that are hard in our lives and we want that mountain to move or we want the answer prayer right away. But God says you got to be persistent, amen. You got to stay alert, amen. That's what builds faith inside of you. That's what builds character inside of you. But you have to be ready to do it and not give up. Come on, somebody. God's talking to somebody tonight. Now I want you to turn to James chapter 5. This is our text for tonight. And I want to minister on this passage of scripture here in James chapter 5, verse 13 to 18. And the word of God goes like this. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Come on. If any of you happy, you should sing praises. Are are any of you sick? Then you should call the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith. Somebody say faith. Somebody say faith. Come on, such prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. If you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to one another. Pray for each other that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Elijah was a human as we are. Yet he prayed earnestly that no rain would, would fall, and none fell for three and a half years. Then he prayed again, and the skies sent down rain, and the earth began to yield its crops. Come on, it says it goes. It starts off. Have any of you suffered hardships? Come on, anybody there? Anybody gone through some hard times in this place? Come on, is anybody alive in the house? Amen. Hallelujah. You know. We all go through hardships, amen. I we all go through some tough times, amen. Uh, but you gotta understand uh, there's things that we sometimes face, some hard decisions. Or maybe you're going through something right now. Can I get a, a witness in this place? While James here says, don't freak out. Don't, don't, don't run, don't, don't hide, don't give up, don't start complaining. James goes on and says that you gotta what? You gotta pray. If you're going through some hardships, it says pray. If you're going through a tough time, pray. If you're going through a a tough situation in your life, pray. If your marriage is hitting a bump, pray. If your finances are going through something, pray. If you're sick, pray. It says, you know, anything that you're going through, don't give up, don't hide, don't bail on God, amen. You should get on your knees and you need to start to pray. Come on, somebody. Why? Because there's power, church. There is power in prayer. Listen, patience comes from God, and prayer is an effective way to obtain it. If you want patience, church, you've got to pray about it. Let me tell you, if you don't pray about it, you're going to learn either way. Patience, you're gonna, God's going to test your patience. Life is going to test your patience. Your flesh is going to test your patience. But prayer, you get patience from God. So pray. Prayer is a way to obtain patience. Patience. See, the problem with most Christians is they don't do that. Troubles hit, they don't pray. Come on, they, 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 there's no patience in a Christian when trouble hits. When things are going fine, everybody wants to come to church. Everybody wants to give their tithes. Everybody wants to say, you know, love each other, amen. But when trouble comes, let me tell you, they don't want to be here. They don't want to give, amen. And they don't want to pray. And there's a problem there, church, that we have to pray, amen. You know what? Uh, we want to take, when, when trouble hits our lives, amen, and prayer is not in our lives, we want to take matters into our own hands. We want to fix the situation, amen. Uh, and then after that, the flesh, come on, somebody knows, the flesh takes over, amen. Uh, we, run, we run with our own thoughts, amen. People get angry, amen, when they don't pray. They get frustrated, amen. They lose it. Come on, don't look at them right now. But they lose it, amen. But James here says what? You have to pray. Hardships, pray. That's when you got to go to your knees. Because when you go to your knees, God will help you stand up to anything, church. Peace, listen, is not the absence of trouble, but the presence of Christ. And prayer, church, establishes God's presence in our situation. Come on, when you start to pray, then the presence of God, you are inviting the presence of God into your circumstance. You're inviting the presence of God into the problems or the hardships that you're going, and then with that comes God's peace. Come on, somebody. Let Let me tell you, see, if you haven't experienced that, it's that you haven't got on your knees when troubles hit. Because I'm here to let you know that when they hit and you get on your knees, God's presence comes and brings peace. See, when you pray, you line up yourself to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come on, prayer puts you in a right relationship with the Trinity. Come on, when you start to pray, everything lines up. Father's there. The Son's there. The Holy Spirit's there. Everything lines up. That's why when you say, you know, this is when you can say, thy will be done. You can be in the midst of trouble and say, God, thy will be done. You know, when, when, when Jesus went, amen, come on, he was suffering, amen. He was, he, that he was so overwhelmed that he started to sweat drops of blood. He was so overwhelmed. But in the midst of that, he prays, not my will, but thy will be done. In the midst of his troubles. See, Jesus in hardships prayed to the Father. And so we have to do that because there is power in prayer. Then it goes on to say, but if you're happy, do what? Come on, hallelujah. If things are going well, worship the Lord. Did you know that worship is an act of prayer? Come on, when you, when you worship, amen, you're actually praying. You're praising God, amen. And I believe that you should also praise God through hard times as well. Come on, but if things are going well, you, you got, James is saying, man, if things are going good, then, then sing. It, it, man, if you got blessed, Sing. If you got a raise, sing. If if God has been good to you, sing. But Christians won't even do that. Things are well, amen, but on the the outside, they look like they're going through a trial. You know what? Worship comes, amen, and they've been blessed, yet they're not lifting up their hands. Yet they're not giving God some glory. They're not praising God, and, and the thing is, everything is well, but on the outside, you say, man, they must be going through a trial. What's going on, bro? Nothing, I'm blessed. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure? Amen. Why aren't you singing there? Listen, we sing in faith in the storm, and we celebrate in song with shouts when the storm has passed. You got to do it with a grateful heart, church. Colossians chapter 3, 16 says this, let the teaching of Christ live in you richly. Use all wisdom to teach and instruct each other by singing songs, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. And so when you're going through some good times and things are going well, you need to sing, church. This is what James said, if you, if you have troubles, hardships, Pray. But if everything's going good, sing. Like I said, and I tell you, in your storms, you got to sing also. There should always be a a gratitude in our hearts towards God, what he's done in our lives. See, thankful people can worship God wholeheartedly. Come on. Gratitude opens up the heart to God's peace, church, and enables um, to put his love inside of us. And so when you start to... Worship God either in the midst of your storm or trial or in the midst of your blessing or joy, amen. That, that you can worship God wholeheartedly when you have a thankful spirit, amen. And God starts to move and bring His peace inside, that, and it starts to put His love inside of us. See, discontented people always are seeing things wrong in their lives, in the lives of others too. Come on, then you know what? They, everything's good, but they say, but. But, you know, hey Amen. I see you got a good brand-new car. Praise the Lord. God has blessed you. But now I've got a payment. You know, we, we, we always see, people always see the negative, amen. When God's moving them and they're still looking for the negative in, the, in their own lives, well, I still don't got this. I, I still don't got that. Or you start looking at the, uh, the people, the other lives of other people. See, to increase your thankfulness. You have to look at your life. You have to take inventory of what God has done for you, has given you, amen. Just like Brother Victor was saying, you know what, why do I give? Because I'm thankful. I'm thankful that he saved me. I'm thankful, you know, I don't give because I'm obligated. I don't give because pastor's telling me to give. I don't give. I give because I love Jesus, amen. I I give because he's given me so much, I want to give something back. It's a thankfulness in our hearts. It's a gratitude, church. That's why we do the things that we do, not on what we're lacking. There's people that they seem to never be happy because they're always looking for the things they don't have instead of the things they do have. You have to look back in what God has done for you in the valley in order to walk through your valley. When I'm going through things, I reflect back on what God has done in my life to get me through the storm that I'm presently in. Come on, somebody. You got to take reflection because God has been faithful. God has been good to you through other storms in the past. And so when you're going through a midst of a storm and a battle, you're going to have to reflect on some of the old old valleys that you walked through in order to help you through your valley that you're presently in. You know, that, that's, that, that's, a, that's the goodness of God that you can look back. And when you start to look back at all the things that he's done, guess what? This one here, I can walk through. This one here, God's going to come through it again. This one here, I'm going to have to seek him a little bit harder. This one here is not going to move as easy as, as the other ones have been. Uh, you know what, I'm going to be persistent. I, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to seek God in this situation. God, if I got to shovel this mountain one shovel at a time, that's what I need to do, amen, because it's going to start to build faith inside of you. You cannot give up, amen. Now, some will come fast, but some are going to be some hard ones, church. That you're going to have to trust God. See, our war room is not only to pray for our service on Sunday morning. Not only to pray for the other services or for souls. But we start off war room by what? By thanking God for the day. That, that is the first thing that we do. Come on, let's thank the Lord, uh, what God has given that we can gather here, that we're here today, amen. It starts with thanksgiving uh, and you start to reflect on how good he is, amen, uh, that he is a gracious God, that his mercies are on you every single day. So no matter how you came in, uh, you know what, I, I, if people walked in uh, messed up or had a bad morning, you know what, let's just start thanking God right now. And when you start to thank God, then all of a sudden those other things right now that you're going through... We'll get through it. It's going to be a good day after all. But you're going to have to start with thanksgiving. That's how the Lord's prayer starts off. And It's really not the Lord's prayer, it's the disciples' prayer. He says, this is how you ought to pray. If you're a disciple of mine, this is how you ought to pray. Right? Our Father who art in heaven, holy, holy is thy name. What does it start with? Thanksgiving. Worshiping him doesn't start off with a list of problems. doesn't start off with a list of what I want. doesn't start off with a list of all the needs in my life. No, it says, my father who art in heaven, holy is thy name. Thy kingdom come. Now you start to invite the kingdom of God into your life. Not about your kingdom. Not the way you want to handle things. God, I need your kingdom. I need your wisdom. I need your instruction. I need you to come in. Take time to reflect on the seasons. You got to make Sunday a thanks and faith and hope day. Every Sunday, every day should be that. You know what? It's a thanks day, amen. It's a faith day. It's a hope day today. Hard times, pray. Good times, sing. And if you're sick, what does it say? Call the elders and What? Pray. Go back to prayer, man. If we're going through sickness in our life, James says, if you're sick, pray. Not only pray, but text somebody. Call somebody. Can you pray for me? Can you pray over me? You know, I think this is the best place that you can use Facebook and say, I need prayer. Come on, that's that's the best time to say, you know what, I'm going through a hard time. Can I get some prayer warriors out there? Uh, Come on, I, I don't need to explain my situation, but I'm going through a hard time right now. You know, that's okay. I'd rather see that kind of news on Facebook than other stuff. It says you need to pray, you need to text somebody, and it says anoint you with oil. James here is referring to someone who is physically ill. In the scripture, oil was a medicine. In the story of the Good Samaritan, it was used as a medicine. In Luke chapter 10, 34, it says this, going over to him, the Samaritan smoothed his wounds with olive oil and bandaged them. Mark 6, 13 says this, and they cast out many demons and healed many sick people, anointing them with olive oil. But oil is also referred as a symbol of this Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, it was used to anoint kings. In the New Testament, it was a symbol of the Holy Spirit. So oil can represent both medical and spiritual. Christians should not separate the physical from the spiritual because Jesus Christ is Lord over both body and spirit. Amen? Are you getting that? But sometimes... When we're physically sick, amen. And there's sometimes that we're, we're spiritually sick. Church, you're not alone, amen. We should be able to count on each other to pray when we're sick, both spiritually and physically. That's why there's prayer requests, right? My wife has prayer requests here. We, we have prayer requests at the church, amen. Why? Because we want to pray for the sick. We want to pray for whatever need, amen. That's why sometimes at the end of service, I'll call the sick up. And say, whoever's sick, whoever's going through some sickness, come on, we want to pray for you. There's times that we need to pray for each other, amen. See, prayer offered in faith, it says, will heal the sick. Now, this does not refer to the faith of the sick person. you got to understand this, church. It doesn't matter if that person does not have faith, Amen. God, you got to understand, uh, it's the faith of the person or persons praying over the sick person. Come on, we, we have authority. God says, that's why he says what, lay hands on the sick and they shall what, recover, amen. It, it has nothing to do with the faith. That's why we can go into a hospital room, that a person that is not saved and say, we come here in the name of Jesus, amen. I, I'm here to pray for you. Uh, and through that, through my faith, through the faith of those praying, that person gets healed. And then through that person getting healed, now they start to get what? Faith in God. Something can happen. But so it's not their faith, amen. Uh, You can pray over somebody who goes, "Ah, you know what, they can be all negative. But you say, you know what, I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus. I have faith that God can heal you. You have to understand that God is the one who heals them. Faith doesn't. Are you understanding that? God is the healer, not, not faith. All prayers are subject, listen, to God's will. But prayer is the vehicle that God's healing process works through. Are you understanding? It's not your faith. Your faith doesn't heal nobody. God's the healer still. He's the one that heals. It's it's up to him. He's the healer, amen. But God uses prayer as the vehicle of the healing process. See, prayer offered in faith, God uses the medicine, the spiritual oil, the Holy Spirit to the cure. God says, it. the Bible says, if you pray in faith, then the, the Lord will make you well. And then it goes on to say, if you have committed any sins due to your sickness, God will forgive you. That's power, church. Not only do you pray for the sickness, but you pray for the, for the for the the sins. At the same time, there's a healing on both sides. The person gets well and then God forgives that person. Because why? There's power in prayer. James chapter 5.16 says, confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. The new century says, when you start, when a believing person prays, great things happen. And then James goes on and says, confess your sins. Come on, confess your sins and you'll be healed. Live right. It's, a, it's the earnest prayer of a righteous man, church. Prayer has great power. Those that live right and pray, let me tell you, great things happen to them. You ever had great things happen to you? Come on, you prayed and God moved. You, you prayed and God answered the prayer. God, God did something. Because when you start to pray, when a righteous person starts to see God in prayer, great things happen. You can't pray and play, though. Come on, somebody. You have to live righteous. A righteous person, the prayers of a righteous person availeth much. Amen. Your, your, your God is a righteous God, amen. And he's a holy God. And God says that because He's holy, we have to be what? Holy as well, amen. So you can't pray and play. Come on, it has to be praying, you have to live righteous, amen. Christ made it possible for you and I to go directly to God for forgiveness. Confessing our sins to each other is still an important part in the life of the church. That's why we have to confess, that's why there's altars. That's why there's an altar at the end of the service that if God dealt with you or you're you're, you're in sin or you need to hit the altar to ask God for forgiveness or or whatever it may be, that's why we have altars, amen, that you can come to God. You don't need to confess to me. You know, we can confess to each other and that's all good. But you know what, you can go directly to the Father as well, amen, that you can come and say, God, I messed up. And he says, I already know. You know, he knows everything, amen. But you can come to God and if you confess it, Then you'll be healed. You'll be forgiven. The prayers of a righteous person is powerful, church. A righteous person is one whose sins have been confessed and are forgiven. That person's prayer produces wonderful results. It says in verse 17 that Elijah, a regular person like you and I, prayed earnestly that no rain will fall for three and a half years. And it didn't. Then he prayed that rain will fall, and it did. I don't know about you, but that's power. Come on, imagine if you can just pray and say rain, and it rains, and stop, and it stops. I mean, that, that's powerful. I mean, this is a regular guy. Elijah was a regular man, just like you and I, I man. That, that prayed earnestly, in faith, and God obeyed and God listened to that. God's the one that did it. That proves that prayer of a righteous person is really powerful. And it is affected as a regular man, just like us, amen. There was no supernatural powers that he had, amen. But a regular person that confessed his sins, that was forgiven, and his prayers had great results. James here assures us that such prayer are within reach of any believer, that it can happen for you. It can happen for you, church. You can seek God. If you're a righteous person and you're seeking God, let me tell you, you'll, you'll hear your prayers and you'll be healed. You, you, but you got to pray in faith. Now, now you can't just pray that one-time prayer, and that mountain's still there. You got to keep praying. Because some 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 prayers take a long time and some prayers are very little time. And those big mountains that you're facing, you're gonna have to pray earnestly. You're gonna have to pray. Just ask God. Heal this. Move here, God. I need a healing. I need this in my life. You got to pray and be consistent in that. Not give up and continue to to press in, and God will move on your behalf because prayer is that vehicle that brings the healing process. Can somebody say amen? Come on. You see, some people use prayer as a last resort. Come on. You know, when all things have failed, okay, now I'll pray. You just made it worse. Come on, you, you should start praying. You should be praying all the time. You should be praying always through good times and bad times. But when bad times happen, we need to start praying right away. Not just say, well, it will go away. No, no, you, you need to pray because prayer sometimes, I don't know why people, I don't know why Christians use it as a last resort. This, is, this approach is backwards. Prayer should always come first. Don't call, don't, don't call your, your, your homegirl at work or don't call your homeboy back home, amen. Amen. Like, what do you think I should do? No, they're not even saved. You know, you need to pray to God. You need to go to God. You need to go to somebody. You need to confess that. You need to call somebody up, amen, and say, you know what, I'm going through some, some things right now. Can you, can you join me in prayer? Can you, can you agree with me in this? Because there's power in prayer. God's power is indefinitely greater than ours, church. You can't do it. You can't figure it out. You can't make it happen. You're going to have to invite God in and say, God, I need your help. God, I'm going through a a tough situation, and I know that you can help me. I know that sometimes things are overwhelming and the flesh takes over. Come on. The flesh takes over, and sometimes hope goes away, and sometimes the flesh comes in, and, and we start to make, we start to just weigh it off and says, you know what, you know, it, it's this is the way it's going to be, and we start to we start to just accept that instead of start to believe God for it. See, God's still an impossible God. God can still move and do anything to any situation. And so we can't believe the doctor's report. You cannot re- believe what, what what everyone else is saying. You got to believe the report of the Lord. You need to re- believe that you know God is going to come through until He says it's final. Then it's final. But you know what? If nothing has happened and there's still breath in our, in our lungs, amen, guess what? We still pray. And we keep on praying, amen, because there's still a, a, that chance that God's gonna do something, amen. And God's a God, amen, that, that, that just blows your mind. God's a God that sometimes it's last minute. It's right when you're going down, this was it, man, the final count, and boom, he shows up. That, that's the way our God is sometimes, amen. I don't know why he does that sometimes. But maybe it's just to stretch us up a little bit more, amen. Uh, Maybe it's to make you cry out a little bit more. Uh, You know, there's things that why he does what he does. And I'm not here to explain why he does it, amen. But you got to continue on your part to keep trusting that God's going to come through. That God is faithful. God is a good God. You know what? You know, if you want to ask him when you get to heaven, ask him now. But here we got to believe. Let me tell you, when you get to heaven, you're not going to even worry about that. You're going to be glad you made it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We we need to just focus, church, and we need to continue to cry out. And even as the flesh is taking over, tell the flesh, shut up. Take a back seat. Get out of here. You know, and and I'm not saying that you're not going to blow it for that moment. I'm not saying that you can't have that thought for that second or for that minute or whatever it is because we all go through the flesh. But you're going to have to get back in your mind and say, you know what, God, you know what, I'm losing it here, but I'm going to trust you. You know what, God, I'm freaking out here. I don't know. I'm hearing this and it looks like that. But but you know what, I'm going to still trust you. I'm going to hold on to this. God, God, God is taking away cancer just like that, church. Come on, there's reports, amen, cancer there, cancer gone. How is that possible? God's possible. Come on, somebody believed, somebody prayed in faith, amen. And through that, the healing process came. Through that vehicle of prayer, God ultimately came and healed. God can do anything He wants to do, church. Come on, if He raised people from the dead, He can still do that today. Church, it's not final what man said, it's final what God says. And we got to continue pressing in. You know, we should be, as I said a couple services ago, the happiest people on earth. And sometimes we look the saddest. You know? Now you're smiling. Now you're smiling. Church, nothing should take away our joy. Not sickness, not tiredness, not anything. Why? Because he's worth it. He's really worth giving him the praise. If you're happy, sing. If you're going through hardships, pray. If any one of you is sick, pray. If anyone has sinned, Confess your sins, that you can be healed. The prayer of a righteous person availeth much. As I close today, man, James encourages us that there's power in prayer. And it produces wonderful results and great things happen through the way of prayer. But let me end with with this about prayer. As you know, my, my wife prayed earnestly. 10 years for this man. And I was able to share my testimony to our fellowship at our, at our conference. And I was at the same building where I got saved 23 years ago to the day. And it was a great opportunity to share God's, God's glory and what he's did in my, done in my life, amen. And, but it was because of the prayer of a, of a righteous woman that prayed earnestly for me. And as you, as you know, there, there was wonderful results. She got the man of her dreams right here. You should sing, amen. You should be singing all the time, girl. All the time. <laughs> but let me tell you, I'm the one singing now. I'm the one singing because you know what? I, I'm a blessed man. I've got a good woman. That, 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 well, now she's singing for herself. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, we're blessed. We're blessed. If you you can just just think back to where God saved you, you'll start smiling again. Despite of what you're going through right now. If you can think back of a moment where God moved in a miraculous way and wonderful on the the answer part of of your prayer, amen. And you got great results, amen, you'll, you'll you'll start to smile again. When you can start to think back of the things that he's done, church, it brings joy upon us. So that your situation, like I said, that you're presently in, you understand that. You know what? My prayer is going to produce great works and wonderful results. Amen. There's a, there's a quote that says, be joyful in hope, patience in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Intercede, church, until God intervenes. Intercede till he intervenes. Amen. There's power in prayer church. Pray for yourself. You know, uh, you guys all know Pastor Abraham. Pastor Abraham's a man that a prayer, a man that, that goes in faith, a man that will lay hands on people, people will move, people will get well, and there's times that Pastor Abraham lays hands on himself. You know he doesn't wait for anybody. He says, "In the name of Jesus, and sometimes he even Goes goes out on his own on his own prayers, amen. That's powerful. That's faith. So sometimes when no one's around, grab a hold of your your mind, grab a hold of whatever part of your body, whatever your pain that is, and start to pray for yourself. And let me tell you, your faith, say my faith, will heal you. You have power, church. There's times where I grab a hold, I, I you know. I'm having a bad day at work, man. I, I make my way to the restroom. I lock that door, man. I leave the light off. And I start praying. And asking God, you know what, I need you right now. I'm going to intervene to you intercede, church, God. I need. I, de, I, de, I don't need it in five minutes. I need it now. There's times where I need something now. And sometimes it won't fix the situation, but it fixes me. It helps me. And that, that thing, you know what, I get my mind, it's okay, God. In your church. Don't run. Don't, don't hide. Don't, don't become a hermit. You know someone that, that, that gets away from everyone, You gotta get back into the house. You gotta keep living. Keep doing what you do and know that God is with you. Amen. Let's all stand up. Hallelujah. Father. I-